January 15th, 2022, Mosai Shabbat, Parashat Beshalach. Let's talk about the Beracha Boremene Bissamim. We talked about several issues and several aspects of Havdalah in the past few weeks. Let's talk about Bissamim. Well, first and foremost, why is it that we make the Beracha Baruch Haba? Why is it that we make the Beracha Boremene Bissamim on Mosai Shabbat? What several... That's what several of the uh, Rishonim, it's never explicit in the Gemara, several of the Rishonim point to the Gemara in Maseche Besan Daftezayin. The Gemara in Maseche Besan Daftezayin mentions how on Shabbat there's a nefesh, a neshama yetera, says the Gemara. So what's a neshama yetera? Yetera, of course, yeter means extra, an additional neshama, an additional soul. The Gemara makes a derasha, how they derive that this exists on Shabbat. It says, Shabbat, Shabbat, Vayin Nafash. Instead of reading it as Vayin Nafash, they read it as, it must have been the Hulk at some point, Vay to the Nefesh. Vay like Oi, you know, like an Ashkenazi. What would a Svaradi say? Anyway, so it's in the Gemara. Remez Lashkenazim. Anyway, so Vay to the Nefesh, that's Yosef, which means to say there's a vision on Mosai Shabbat, you kind of lost that extra Nefesh. What is a Neshamaitera? What's the relevance to Bissamim? Rashi. I used to very much. in Arabic. Yeah. Oh, so that's it. Oh, that's, that's the answer. It's Arabic. Okay. It's in Aramaic as well. The Gemara has it. The Ashkenazim got it as oi. You know, that's. Anyway, uh, Rashi, right there in Masech Besan Daftet Zayin, says, What is Neshama Yetera? He mentions it's the ability. It's an amazing thing. He says, The ability to have Harvahan Shabbat, the ability to have a certain looseness of character and of spirit, and you're able to be Marbe in Ma'achal in Mish. Without having, uh, without having difficulty. It means you're able to eat and drink extra. That's how you... That's the manifestation of Nishamaitera. That's what Rashi writes. Not, uh, not everybody's going to agree with that necessarily. It's a fascinating thing. That's what Rashi writes. What does that have to do with Bissamim? It has to do with Bissamim because the extension, Tosafot and Masech Bissam, Daflamid Gimalamud Bet, right? That the extension of this concept is so when it's Mosai Shabbat, we're losing that Nishamaitera, whatever it is in its full aspect, that we have a, a, an additional spiritual and physical, by extension, attainment, achievement on Shabbat. That's what's lost on Mosai Shabbat, so the bisamim, the smelling, is what makes that departure more easy for us. That's how Tosafot and many others articulate the association over here. Well, I mean, there are several interesting aspects. First and foremost, smelling, I mean, when we talk about nefesh and neshama we're probably talking, as Sammy got angry at me, for even quoting Rashi, something spiritual. And Rashi, nonetheless, is talking about food, and we're talking about keeping it through smell. Those are physical attributes. Well, there's no, no surprise over there. Generally speaking, in Torah and mitzvot, living the life of a Jew means understanding that my spiritual achievements are oftentimes accessed, uh, accessed within this, the physical realm, which means to say I can find through eating and drinking. It's when the Gemara talks about how in Olam Haba, it doesn't have Achila, it doesn't have Shetiyah, it just has Sadiqim Yoshevim, Ve'atrotehem, Ve'rashehem, Ve'nehenim, Mizivar Shechina. What's the proof text? That in the world to come, there's no eating, no drinking, you're just getting the benefit and the joy of being basking in the in the radiance of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's the proof? Vayochelu, vayishtu, vayachazu ta'eluhim. Well, in the opposite, vayachazu ta'eluhim, vayochlu, vayishtu. It's a pasuk in parasha mishpatim, and two weeks from now, parasha, pasuk says that the shiv'im zikanim me'israel, nadav and avihu, are on Har Sinai, on the bottom of Har Sinai, and they're eating and drinking and peering at 
the radiance of HaKadosh Baruch One second, he had just told me that in Olam Haba, there's no Achila and Shetiyah. And yet you're referencing this Pasuk. There seems to be in our vision, our understanding of what it means to transcend the regular course eating and drinking, course with an OA in it, and be able to find in it sanctity. That's something very special. That's something that we seek out. I remember I mentioned this many times at the Levayav, Rabbi Kassin, they told but more than one person, I remember two people saying it, they said he was very makpid on crumbs, not for the same reason as my Ashkenazic grandparents, the old country, you know, we didn't know if we were going to have that morsel of bread, but rather the Mekubalim are very keen in making certain that every crumb is, 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 is dealt with because there's an opportunity not just for filling myself, there's an opportunity for transcending through eating. I can eat and be thinking about how this eating brings me closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, gives me strength to worship Him better, it gives me the opportunity now to bless Him. That's what the concept of Berachot are in general. So Neshama Yetera being kind of enmeshed with the eating and drinking is not so crazy. What about the smell? How is it that smell in the eyes of the Hachamim and this mitzvah, Minhag Banan, is what keeps the Neshama Yetera, if on more than one occasion mentioned, Several Hasidic sources bring this to attention. They say, look at the sin of Adam Harishon and Hava and Gan Eden, and think about the senses that we have and which ones were used in that context. First, Hava listens to the Nahash, that's hearing. Then, she sees. Of course, she outstretches her arm, she touches, she eats, of course, the only sense that's missing over the course of the sin is smell. Isn't that interesting? Smell is the only unblemished sense, so to speak, in the context of sin in the Torah. If you think about it, it's Rashi and Parashat Toledot as well, right? Rashi over there, as Esav comes into the inner chamber of his father, Yitzhak says, And the context of smelling his clothes like the, the, the field which was blessed by God, says Rashi, it was the smell of Gan Eden. The smell of Gan Eden is the only sense that we're left with, cold. which is unblemished. Well, what is it about smell? Well, scientists point out, I've read more than once, that smell is the most direct, whereas all the other senses have a longer way from the brain until we actually touch, until we actually speak, until we actually hear. Smell is the most direct in terms of the nerve cells that run from the brain to smelling. So it touches on who I am at my core. Sin is oftentimes separate from me. Who I am, what your neshama is, so to speak, the closest you can come to it is through smell. I read in the uh, newspaper last year uh, during, during COVID. You can't see the wrong things. The smell, smell is the unblemished one. How do you clean. like that? Even though v'hara'af, don't forget. But you should know our life began with nishmat hayim through our nose. Isn't that a fascinating thing? When we refer to melech mashiach or mashiach, he takes the neshama out of the, the nose. nose. It went in through the nose. It comes out through the nose. Our very source of life is associated with the nose. Mashiach, the pasuk says in Yeshaya, will be meriah. He'll smell the irat Hashem on people. Lo enav. It's not by his eyesight. It's by smell. They say about the Arizal zichron, the Luria zichron olivraka, that he had that keen ability to smell the irat Hashem on people who entered the room. I can tell you, bididi hava uvda. With me, there was the following. 
long before COVID, I've mentioned this on more than one occasion, I was afflicted with many of the uh, COVID uh, circumstances. Symptoms? Symptoms, that's the word. I lost my sense of taste and smell four years ago or so. And I talked to several people about it at the time. And I said, more than not being able to taste is not being able to smell effects me. And everybody said, what are you talking about? I couldn't imagine. That's the excitement. I said, you don't understand how much I yearn for smelling the fresh ocean in the morning in New Jersey, smelling freshly cut grass, Friday smelling morning, the fireplace, the everything. Cooking, so, you know, I'm all about the Syrian food. Huh? But the point <laughs> is, I lost that. And then during COVID, as this whole thing was really taking effect, I read in the newspaper about how doctors were surprised about how many of their patients were reacting more negatively and more depressed about the fact that they lost their ability to smell. And the way they described themselves was, and these were key words, especially for my whole mahalach over here, I feel like I lost a part of myself. That's what you feel when you lose your ability to smell. It means that the neshama yetera, as it departs on Moshe'esh Shabbat, say the hachamim, you want to know how to hold on to it a little bit, make it a little bit easier, smell a little bit. I mean, we know it in the physical sense as well, you know, smelling salts when a person's down and you want to revive them a bit, you give them something to smell. Well, okay, that's the backdrop to smell. Tosafot there on Daf Lamid Gimal talk about, they ask whether you have Nishama Yetera on Yom Tov or not. So they initially bring a proof that you don't. Why do they say you don't? We don't have Boreh Yom Tov. Clearly, you don't have neshama. It's pretty good proof. If the whole point is vayinathash is only in the context of Shabbat, but maybe Yom Tov is domel le Shabbat. I say you don't say boreh besamim. When do you not though? So says Tosafot. You specifically in a circumstance where you're going from your meal into the Yom Tov meal, you're not going to say besamim. Tosafot then questions themselves, however, but ultimately speaking, that's how they stand. They stand that Bissamim is not, it's Bissamim is for Nishamayitera, which doesn't exist on Yom Tov. Okay, there's a debate about this matter. Uh, the many, many quote from the Zohar in several places, which says, seems to say explicitly there is Nishamayitera even on Yom Tov. That's right. That's the way they distinguish. They suggest oh, that maybe Shabbat on Shabbat has nefesh ruach and neshaman Shabbat, whereas Yom Tov might just have the lowest level of nefesh. Oh. It might have a nefesh yetera of some sort or another. Indeed. Well, all that being the case, well, let's just talk about several uh, several of the halachot that Shohan Aruch addresses and take off on some of them with the con- within the context of Bissamim. says Shohan Aruch here in Siman Resh Sadizayin, Mevarech al Bissamim im yeshlo. You might recall when we talked about Yain in previous weeks, we talked about the necessity of finding the wine, for going at great lengths to find it. The Gemara Masech Berachot and Dafnun Gimal says that when it comes to the Or, when it comes to the Esh on Moseh Shabbat, you don't need to be Mahazeh, you don't have a fire, you don't have a flame, you don't have, we discussed whatever that means, well then you skip it. And Many, most of the Mefarshim extend that to Bissamim. That's what Shohan Aruch is referring to as well. You don't have something that's appropriate for Bissamim, so then you don't even need to be Mehazeh, but I need to say Havdalah. The answer is Havdalah is together with Hamavdil Ben Kodesh Lachol. You're missing Esh, you're missing Bissamim, I want you to have it, you don't have it, you don't have it. That's the Halakha. Can you make them up later? 
No. Mozae Shabbat is your time to say Besame. That's it. And the Shema Yetera has departed. Right, but if you're saying, let's say you skipped Havdalah Saturday night, you said it on Tuesday, on Monday or Tuesday. I got it. Based on circumstance, you're dealing with a safik of hefsek in your Havdalah now, keep in mind. Because it's no longer a necessity in your Havdalah, so it's a hefsek. You could say it whenever you like. As Victor pointed out to me beforehand, on Friday nights, many congregations have on Shabbat, throughout Shabbat, and if you ever went to Knis Mosayof in, uh, in in Jerusalem, many of the Bate Sephardic Bate Knesiot, they have Hadassim all over the place. Everybody wants to say 100 Berachot for good reason. You walk in, you make the Berachan Hadassim, you've done it, which brings me into the next issue. Mishnah Berura here, at the beginning of Simam Rechitab Yizayin, says that the Minhag of Ashkenazim is to always say Bore Mine Besamim. That's it, always, but not during the week, but on Mosai Shabbat. There's no Borei Aser, there's no Borei Isbeh, it's always Borei Mine Besamim. Borei Mine Besamim is all enca- encapsulating, it includes everything. Mine mm-hmm. means ways of, or things of, uh, all inclusive. Uh, well, yeah. what is Aser and what's Isbeh for Sfaradim specifically, but Ashkenazim would during the week, says Mishnabra. Mosai Shabbat says people are going to be confused, not everyone's going to know, so just say Borei Mine Besamim. Sfaradim, we try to, be, try to distinguish when it comes to something that comes from branches, it's borei besamim. It's from the tree. So if you're dealing with a hadas branch, borei besamim. Even the leaves on it, borei besamim. If it's something that comes from the ground, it's a shrub or a spice of some sort. Then you'll say borei besamim. If it's something altogether different that comes liquid form, generally speaking, you'll say borei mine besamim. If you're misupak, you say borei mine besamim as well. If I've been raised on several occasions, what if the congregation is going to have one type and the hazan is going to have another say no question in that circumstance what about in a circumstance where the person who's making havdalah can't smell but the people who are listening can smell fascinating question right very relevant was asked this question during covid it's a great thing it's in shohanaruch happen all the time i'm sure it's in shohanaruch that's a fascinating thing it's an overlooked, I believe, halakhan shohanaruch, because it was never really relevant to people that you're going to have this type of situation. But says shohanaruch here, mishe enomeriah. You know, I can't smell. Keep in mind, this was me for quite some time. In the knees, if the hazan wasn't around, I would make havdalah. I didn't for a year and a half. I couldn't smell, so I wasn't. Well, before I tell you why, that I didn't, so says shohanaruch, mishe enomeriah, enomevarech ala besamim. You shouldn't make beracha. Unless you're doing it for children, you're doing it for children to teach them in the ways of berachot, and it's mutar. The halacha is, although we generally speaking try to be as as uh, careful and as restrictive as we can with berachot, according to Harambam, maybe according to Shahanaruch, we assume as well. It's a it's a it's a isur of lotisa. It's machlok between Harambam and Tosafot and Masechet Rosh but we Svaradim are very mahmir on that. When it comes to children, we're very mekil. Chacham Yosef, his son, the chief rabbi, told more than once. I read and I heard it, I think, even once. He said he would open an orange for them when they were younger, and then he would hand them and say, bore pri, say, bore pri and they would eat a piece. And then he would hand them another piece and say, bore pri But we are lenient on these matters. In order to teach, we're lenient on the matter of But that's what Shohan Aruch says so far. Then he concludes, or 
or to fulfill the mitzvah for someone who doesn't know, someone who wouldn't be able to make the beracha otherwise. Those are very controversial words in Shohan Aruch because it's hard to rationalize those words. Al Pihalacha it goes like this: the Gemara, and this comes to the question Stephen you were asking earlier. The Gemara Masechet Rosh and Daf Kaftet says that Kola Berachot Kulan. Is even if you fulfilled the mitzvah already, you said kiddush already, and now you're saying it for someone else. The reason, says Rashi, is I am your guarantor. And as a result, if you didn't fulfill it yet, I didn't fulfill it fully, I make the beracha. But Rabbi, you already said kiddush. It's okay, I can say it again. I heard Havdalah and Knesset, let's say I had kavanah to be Yosei. I could come home and make it for my wife and my family without a problem. Afapishi Asamosi says, the Gemara Hanemile, this is specifically so on Birkota Mitzvot. You need the mitzvah. I need the mitzvah. We're together on this. You need it. But if it's Birkota Nehenin, if it's Bore Pra'et, if it's Bore Mine Besamim, so then we don't extend it. Of course, the Gemara says, except for Hamotzi. Of of uh, masa and and of course bore gefen and kiddush okay those are different but what about bore mina besamim bore mina besamim is bekata nehenim we don't say afobishi we don't say that if I'm not fulfilling it my, for myself I fulfill it for you and that's why the rov minyan ubinyan shalaposkim disagree with shochan aruch and it's for that reason mm-hmm. that on Saturday nights when I was in this situation where I couldn't smell I wouldn't say it for people who needed besamim because there is no afobishi asamosi I could think about the children but then I'm not fulfilling it for the they adults. They that would have to say it separately, which is no problem. You can say it separately. For example, in the Knees... You skip that, and then they say that. Somebody else Absolutely. Say I didn't do so. I had someone else say Havdalah instead. But they could do it that way. For example, in terms of those Berachot, people get stuck. The Mishnah does tell us, according to Beit Hillel, Yavne, Yain Besamim Ner Havdalah. But what if you did Yain Havdalah, and then you did Besamim and, and, and Ish? That's okay as well. In other words, if you're in Knis and you're not close enough to the Nair in order to be Yosei the Beracha, you have to be able to distinguish between the skin on your fingers and, and, your, and, your, and your fingernail. That's the, uh, that's the marker for how you're actually benefiting from it, the way the post scheme write it. But you're not close enough to be able to do that in such a circumstance. You can walk over afterwards, but you should make the Beracha. You make the Beracha afterwards. What's that? What are you distinguishing? Between your fingernail and the skin underneath. You need to be able to use that light to distinguish. It needs to be that close. Why is that the distinction? Longer, important conversation. But but point is, when you look at it, the the marker they say for how close you should be or how well the light should be at you is that you're able to distinguish. When you're sitting in your seat, whether the lights are on or off, you're probably not going to be able to distinguish in such a way. As a result, ideally, if you're being your say in the Knesset, you should walk over afterwards. But I already missed my opportunity. So say the Berach Hadan. Say Borei Meorei Ha'esh. Then, okay. That's the case of a uh, set. Uh, so, when you go up to the candle, you say the Say the Berachah Borei Ha'esh. Absolutely. What's that? Okay. So, but it wasn't a Hifseh because he was being Yoseh with and others. Well, my were. to be Yoseh with the Hazan. But you weren't Yosef with the Hazan. If you didn't see the Esh, you weren't Yosef with the Hazan. He's Yosef me. I understand. On everything except Borei Morei HaEsh. Why? He can't be Yosef. You just told me you weren't close enough. He can be Yosef you, but you can't be Yosef. You weren't close enough for it. All right. Says Shohan Aruch a few other uh, important and relevant halakhot. 
When in doubt, Borei Minei B'Samim. Absolutely. Says Shohan Aruch, Nahagu Levarech Al HaHadas Kol Heichad Eifshad. Minhag, he says, is to use a Hadas. To use, what, what do we call a Hadas? I don't know, Myrtle? Or whatever it is. Hadas. We know what Hadas is. Myrtle? Fantastic. Why is that the Minhag? So the, the Bet Yosef quotes from some. Others quote this as well. The Pasuk in Yeshaya says, Tahat HaSirpad Ya'ale Hadas which is a description of the Hadas, and then afterwards it talks about Shabbat, so in the same context of mentioning the Hadas, which is going to blossom, so it says as well, Shabbat, and therefore there's this Minhag. Alternatively, Mishnah Buras, however the other poskim suggest, that we're specifically referring to the Hadasim that were used with your Lulav, provided that they're not too dry, and you're going from one mitzvah, Hibuv mitzvah, not on Sukkot, to use it now for another mitzvah. For a long time, I thought that was the only reason. And I remember being in another knees, and all of a sudden they say, Rabbi, we got something very exciting. We brought Hadassim, we heard it's the greatest thing in the world. I said, you heard it's the greatest thing? I knew Mishnah Barai. I hadn't learned Beit Yosef properly on this siman. So I started making fun. I said, did you use that with your lulav? They said, no, no, no. I said, so what do you waste your money bringing Hadassim? There's no minhag. Shohan Aruch is only talking about... Uh, later I, I learned that you know there's a minhag nonetheless. Does that mean it must be Hadassim? It doesn't mean it must be Hadassim. It probably smells pretty good. You know, you get to move it in your fingers and things like that. And you have a good opportunity to be uh, to be Yotze, or certainly the way Shohan Aruch says, Kol to use a hadas. Uh, what other sorts of issues can we address in the context talking about this? I mean, people no, often. Very possible there is, and I don't remember them. I don't know. Certainly, Bet Yosef doesn't quote them. Not that I remember, though. So you'll have to you'll have to check. Well, the fuck you said we do. I never. We you don't remember. Know. All right. Doesn't doesn't mean it's not there. I'm it sure means, it is. means we don't know it. What's that? In Zohar, it says to use Hadassim. Minhag. Minhag is to use Hadassim. You know, that's the idea. If you don't. So then you use something else. What rose else water. is appropriate? Well, so certainly we use rose water. We have long standing Minhag on this to the extent that I remember reading in Rav Pe'alim. That's uh, Yosef Hayim, that's the Benish Hai. He talks about on Kippur when the Kohanim are going for the Berkat Kohanim, they're all using the rose water before they go up, putting it on their hands. It's a Nisur of Sicha. I was just very excited. It means we have, you know, we've gone back hundreds of years on this. They made it in the food. Of course, of course, of course. So I've heard and so I've read. I will tell you. I, I suppose so, if you say so. For Syrians, uh, certainly. Now, in terms of using perfumes and colognes and those sorts of matters, it's not so simple in terms of their uh, in, in terms of their applicability, in terms of their kashrut, because what you're looking for is natural ingredients that are producing this smell. In other words, you're looking for something that grew from the ground and is causing this in an organic way. Oftentimes, if not always, the circumstance will be that there was some chemical, either the chemicals themselves are, are, are bringing forth this smell, or a chemical process which was artificially imposed is bringing it forth. Because I know the responses over here that when I'm going like that on the Hadassim as well, well, that's a chemical process as well, but this is artificially imposed from the outside. And yes, you're talking about levels of separation, but many of the post scheme 
try to steer you away from using a cologne or, or a perfume unless it's all natural without anything included in it. We could discuss because there is if you would need to in that circumstance. It happens rarely at weddings. You'd be in a circumstance at a wedding, not in Shadis, you know, not in the regular halls where they forgot to bring Bissamim. I always try to remember I have a small capsule with Bissamim for those sorts of weddings, especially in New Jersey. But sometimes it happens you forget, so then you scramble. So I would say if you could just find a woman who has an all natural perfume, but at least let it be all natural. And if you don't have it, you skip it. You skip it. Same way you skip it in Havdalah, you skip it as a, at a wedding as well. Anything else to address? Any other questions with regards to Bissamim? That's the halacha with regards to Bissamim. Again, to just very briefly summarize, Bissamim is the Neshama Yitera, which departs on Motzei Shabbat, Gemara and Betzam, Dav We're seeking, certainly, we're seeking now a way to be Meyashevet to keep ourselves, so to speak, complacent or, so to speak, uh, comfortable still as it's departing. We do so through smell. We discuss the significance of such. How is it appropriately done? Well, in the middle of Bisa, in the middle of Havdalah, after Yain, you go on to Bisamim. If you don't have Bisamim, Gemaran Berachot, extending it from Or, and Sarich Lechazera Harem. You don't need to go searching and seeking it out. What's ideal, Hadasim. What's the Halakha? If you can't smell, if you can't smell, you don't say it. Can I say it for others? You can't say it for others. Can you say Havdalah for them with skipping that Beracha? Certainly, and then they would do it separately. Easier to just have someone else say that uh, Havdalah if they're capable and able to do so. So you can smell anything natural, meaning if you have flowers that you bought for Shabbat, and, and they, they have, have good a bit smell. Of smell. Should you say it on that? Like a Gaudi, Other yeah. than, you know, it's either that or cologne. Is it roses. better to do it on, yes. on something more natural? Yes. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. Amen.